Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Talk into the mic. Talk into the mic. <laughs> yeah. Talk into but it. you didn't listen to the rest of my sentence, man. I wish your sentence was five years in a jail. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, I'll let it pass. I'm gonna put my uh, headphones on since I'm sitting in as the, engineer today. Yeah, you're the um, boss. They're called cans. Are they called cans they in the biz? Called cans. So many things are called cans. You know, we though. really we brought James here to really correct us Tits. as women, like the whole time. I like Is this gonna happen the whole episode? I like jugs. <laughs> put on your hey, put on your jugs. We're about ready to go. Jugs really cracks me up. Hey, oh, you got your head melons. Have, right you, ever have you ever seen the, the head earmuffs? <laughs> head hogs? No, just hogs. Hogs. She got some big big hogs on that one. I will say I was jogging once since we're talking about this and the girl I was uh, jogging with no. got catcalled. I'm against couples jogging. Yeah. No, no. Couple. I learned the hard way and she got catcalled, but I was the one who turned around and gave like a little wave and said, thank you. And the, I could hear the guy go, no, not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and that note. Oh, you guys. Well, welcome to Sidework Podcast, you guys. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. We have some special guests in the studio today uh, returning to the podcast for his first installment. Uh, Third or fourth, I can't remember. I just, I it's great to know. be here. That's great banter. James Dunn. Thanks, everybody. everybody. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back yeah. in the lion's den. <laughs> and then very special guest joining us today, fresh off the spin bike, Megan Gailey. <laughs> Megan! <laughs> I'm, you know, happy and disappointed that I'm not rolling silverware right now. <laughs> That's what I meant. I was like, are we going to be marrying ketchups? What are we doing? Is that, I, your, is that your happy place? Is rolling silverware like um, I for you? did. Like, when you're rolling silverware, you're like, I'm almost done. You know, like, that was a good time for me. But I am also happy to just be sitting here lounging on a couch, sweaty. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. kind of a sweat hog right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about the real sweat hog in the room. <laughs> Uh, I could go get, I do have adult cloth napkins. No, please and, don't. Okay. <laughs> I so can we could do some roll-ups while we <laughs> chit-chat, everybody. That is going to be a nightmare in post, I know, is what I will say. <laughs> I always liked soaking the ketchup lids. No. Ew, the I smell. Hated that. And like the weird gross brown rim like part uh, that would just I would stay in a circle that. and float up to the top. Like, oh, I forgot. My bad. I don't usually work Wednesdays. I didn't know it was clean the ketchup lid day. You're like, let them let our customers get botulism. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't. That's, that kind <laughs> of might happen. You know, I just learned 
um, and it is Halloween today. Uh, we can say it. Happy Halloween. Um, that I learned from a friend that like tin cans back in the day like could give you botulism. Yeah, if they were I, puffed up. Yeah, or dented is the Ew, thing. Yeah, because that's all it took to get air in, and then the bacteria yeah. would form grooves. So specifically, he knows of a family that he grew up with. His mom was friends with this woman that like from a pumpkin pie, everybody in her family but this woman died one Thanksgiving oh from botulism from a can of pumpkin. Was this in the 20s? I think it was like, no. the, it had to be like in the 70s. Six, 60s, yeah. 70s. Little did we know, pop it in a syringe, getting in my face, you yeah. know? Like yeah. we, we're gonna need that pumpkin pie botulism. <laughs> don't eat it. So my 11s don't show. Yeah. Yeah. Smile line it. My glabella. But doesn't that sound like it should be like an urban legend, like something that you would have heard of before? Like whole families dying from a can of pumpkin. Yeah, I haven't heard of all. But I remember going in my grandmother's like basement cellar and she was the type of lady where she would buy like jugs of mayonnaise even when everyone was <laughs> dead and out of the house. <laughs> and all of her cans had like little tops Ooh. on it. Like oh, they were all raised. Ooh. And we and she was furious when my dad threw them out. He's like, I gotta throw out this canned tuna from eighty eight. Yeah. She's, she's like, no, Jeffrey. What if what if tomorrow <laughs> I might need that? Yeah. There's gotta be a ton of cans like that. I mean, there's a lot of people who have their storage facilities and their fallout shelters and Mormons certainly have they a lot hoard of storage toilet paper. for end of times. They have to, huge families. Well, also they hoard <laughs> all the food because they they're they're prepared. For mm -hmm. the end of days. I didn't know that was a Mormon specific it thing. Is. That's why, like, uh, have you ever had... And um, lifestyle blogging. Homemade uh, apricot <laughs> yeah, leather is a big that. thing that the Mormons make. They make a Homemade make, apricot leather? Yeah, apricot leather. That's sick. Yeah, that which is basically sick. like a homemade fruit roll-up. It's fruit yeah, roll -up. we have yeah. it at Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Anywho, hopefully, hopefully they rotate their stock so nobody dies. I bet they do. Mm hmm is that where the band name Moldy Peaches came from? Hmm. Oh, botulism peaches. <laughs> Maybe dented. Okay, fair enough. All right, guys. Well, let's get ready for some server-submitted stories. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, I'm going to kick this off because someone, we just we went hot off the press. I couldn't even print it because it just came in over the wires. Ooh. And this is going back to uh, the Halloween episode that we dropped. Someone heard a server-submitted story from last week's episode. Okay, this is at Kessa Albright. She says, Hi, I'm listening to the Halloween episode right now and have a story for you all. That lady who ordered the dirty martini but sent it back because she hates olives may have come to my restaurant but <laughs> learned her lesson. I had a woman order a dry gin martini with no vermouth and the dirty on the side. On the side! Both me and my bartender were confused and annoyed, but made it anyway, and she loved it. Yeah. Not related, but the restaurant hotel I work at was built in the 1920s and was known by locals as oh, and was known by locals as a rent by the hour motel that ooh, had sketchy ooh. sketchy things happening there. Talk about dirty on the side. Exactly. When I had my orientation, the only question I asked was, "How haunted is this place?" And after working there for three years, it's disappointingly not that haunted. Well, to me at least. Probably because I want to see a ghost so bad. Uh, thanks for the podcast. It's my fave. Awesome. I mean, we've talked about before, if you want to see that ghost, you can't just be 
you can't, can't be begging for it. for it. No, you have to not want to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you it have comes. to be like, oh, if I saw something frightening right now, it would break me. What you have I to say that out loud a lot. <laughs> what I want to see more specifically is like, how are you navigating the dirty on the side? Like, are you like putting a finger in, like t- <laughs> right. taking a glug of your martini, sticking a finger in the olive juice and then putting that in your mouth? Right. Dirty on the side really can be anything. Like you sh- could just, you could just put a really filthy bar rag next to the glass of tequila you yeah. put down in front of her and be like, here's some dirty on Almost the side. wanting to add it herself or is she wanting to chase so like is it a pickle it's kind of like it's dirty? Kinda, ah, ah. no but she hates so last week basically someone was like i can't make this shit up a woman came in ordered a dirty martini uh dirty vodka martini mm-hmm. whatever and then took a sip and was like gross this tastes like olives and sent it back and then she's like i hate olives but they and found out she loves james bond like that was her so she, that's why she ordered it in her defense i love dirty martinis but i hate olives but it's the texture i don't like so like the flavor the of flavor it works i'm into the salt and the brine and the vodka all Ooh, of and that is a little good, blue cheese in there I'm i don't good. want a salty grape so it, yeah. I'm getting it, and then I just take the olives out and put it on the side. Interesting. Sure. Okay, that yeah. I get. That I totally get. But I, maybe she just didn't know how to say it. I like a. I like vodka. She wanted a cologne, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. Sometimes. She probably saw somebody fancy order one and was like, "That's what I drink too." Yeah. And then it's like, "I don't drink this. It's disgusting." <laughs> no, you have to choke it down. Like if you order something based on a movie character and then it comes and it's not good you suck it down, suck it down. for the $15 it was you know yeah. I'm gonna order what, what I saw one of those housewives on TV order they're not, <laughs> not even drinking martinis bring me a Sprite and vodka <laughs> you just stick to a Cosmo or they, something sugary and what do they all bus? drink I'm on not the housewives on the... they always show what they're ordering drinks and food wise a lot of a lot of them are drinking like it kind of depends on the city also okay, sure, like sure. OC they're drinking skinny spicy margaritas okay and a lot of love heartburn yes and a lot of vodka with like seven seven limes okay sure which is a very annoying Mm -hmm. order um new york wine just wine Mm -hmm. but then like wine with in like specific glasses with specific ice and every it's really so fun and you know the editor's know that they're being annoying because it's included in every single episode (laughs) and it's a joy to watch i'm I'm so happy sometimes they'll do a super cut if if they've called out someone for a drinking problem they'll do a super cut of them just being like pinot grigio pinot grigio um all the pinot grigio two (laughs) pinot grigios pinot grigio (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah i i do love that like you're right. You have to suck it down, drink it, pay for it, or leave it there, pay for it, and hate it. If you don't have an excuse better than, I don't know what I just ordered. It just sounded good. You have to lie and say, you made it wrong. Right. Like that's Listen, that's a little customer tip, which I'm not trying to give customers a one-up on us, but like you're not going to get your way. Hey, if look, you, yeah. there's Anyways. days where I like, I'm like, a martini sounds great, and I have that first sip, and I'm like, oh, Ooh. actually. And then that's what I, I you fucking chug it. And they're yeah. just like, it's going to be a good night. Next story. At confession of a server. I once greeted a table. And from the start, I got a weird vibe. It was a six top. And as I was walking back to the table with their drinks, I could hear two ladies arguing. I get to the table and I'm standing there for like a minute with a tray full of drinks while they're screaming at each other. Finally, one of the ladies gets up and as she storming out of the restaurant, she yells, well, you didn't have to be a bitch about dad dying. 
Look, we ice. all know going out to eat with family can be a rocky road. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like post-funeral, turn up city. Big time way to ice that brunch gathering. Way to make to- dad's death about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's always about Sarah. Um, no, that's that sounds very, you know, that's not a Midwestern thing. I don't know where this was, but I just feel like Midwesterners are just, we're, we're at a potluck in a church basement. Mm-hmm. We're probably not at a restaurant celebrating our deceased parent. That's just kind of how it goes. Right. You know, but uh, those are those conversations where we say breakups always happen in restaurants, Mm -hmm. like huge fights and breakups, and apparently fighting over your parents dying. Well, this couldn't even have, like, you know, maybe it wasn't even like the post funeral dinner. It could have just been like these straight from the hospital. No, 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 no. What I think is like this family goes out to eat like when they feel like they're supposed to, and then Mm -hmm. they end up just arguing about the same dumb shit every single time Mm -hmm. they go out to eat. That too. Which can absolutely Could have been a year later. That could be their king. Can you read one? This one's going to be anonymous. Um, Okay. Hi, y'all. Love the podcast. I've been listening since episode one. Here's an international server submitted story. I'm from Canada. Okay, I mean, and we are national feels like you kind of oversold that. <laughs> I'm from Canada, so your episode about payment struggles was a wild ride for me. Up here in the Great North, we have card machines that you take to the table to complete transactions. We've had them for ages, so it's second nature for most customers here. During the tourist season, people are sometimes less familiar. One time, this middle-aged man was audibly grumbling about how confused he was. I offered to help with the different prompts, but he snapped at me to stop looking at his pin, so I smiled and backed away slowly. He manages to make it through the steps. The receipt starts to print, and he rips off both copies, grumbling the whole time. Him and his wife immediately left the restaurant. I shook it off and reprinted a copy of the transaction, and that's when I found out that this poor man typed his pin instead of the tip amount. Yep, that's right. This angry man left me a four-digit tip and apparently didn't notice from the receipts he took. He left me a $7,000 tip on a $50 bill. He called the restaurant later that night and came back to get a refund, but I think it's safe to say that he probably paid cash only for the rest of his trip. Oh my god! Those machines are a lot. Yeah. When a machine comes to your table, you're just like, uh, I don't want to. What is this? A restaurant or a spaceship? That's how. But that's how I feel. I guess I'm old. It is the new norm. Okay. That was when I was in Italy. Like that's all they had everywhere. They would just bring over the machine and you just like punch it in. Honestly, Italy feels better. Doing it's it true. to Canada. I just like, like it. we're I think right next to I think each it's other. Convenient. I, I think, think it's <laughs> super convenient. Also, to be like super shitty to like a really nice Canadian server because Canadians yeah. are so overnice and they'll, yeah. they're so helpful and you know, it's, it's terrible. They're yeah. very kind individuals. They truly are. I think we have discussed what's worse and kind of, I mean, it forces your hand as a server. It's kind of nice if you're bringing like a screen, you know, when they do the whole, um, like they type in your order and they turn it away from them as in like, I can't see what you're about to give me, but the whole table can watch you about to tip and it, it, it gives oh, you this yeah. existential crisis and the people behind you in line. Everyone can see what you're up to where I'm like, <laughs> damn, like in the social pressure, like me as a customer, I'm like, yes, yes, 20% always. Not a problem. Yeah, when, that, when I'm on display tipping, I'm always like, well, I'm going to leave you $7,000 <laughs> because that's the kind of man I am. Also, do you have an application? <laughs> yes, I'm going to need a job to fund this tip. Uh, yeah, I agree. Those those machines are a lot. I know my dad would absolutely be pretty angry at one. I can dad, say that with certainty. My dad doesn't know and or have a pin. 
Like I, <laughs> multiple times, both of my parents have been like, pin. And I'm like, I don't like, know. Oh, I don't know. How I do don't, you not? If you don't know it, I definitely it's don't absolutely, know it. It's like the same with the, uh, <laughs> the internet with parents. You're like, what is your password for your Wi-Fi? And they're like, uh, someone what? set it up. What's your Apple know. ID? I, why? Huh? Who? Who? Where? Have your parents never used an ATM, Megan? Um, no. Okay. Just bags of cash. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is going into the bank, talking about his day, <laughs> getting the cash out, and going on home. Okay. I, right. My mom has used an ATM once, and I was with her, and I took a picture of it. <laughs> and she was like, well, I didn't like that. I don't like... <laughs> That machine's a demon. I mean, you touch I, it and it gives you money. My credit union, I have to go and make deposits at. There's not. It's it's pretty inconvenient to like do it online or through the ATM. So you just have to go in and do it like old school. Just fine. I don't mind. I don't mind it. I love a good bank. <laughs> uh, I, like, I like letting the world know I make money every once in a while. <laughs> this is not going into this my year. account. Um, shall I read one? Yeah, this one's for you. Oh, sorry. I, I named it James. Yeah, That's, I saw yeah. it. I recently found your podcast and it has monopolized my free time in the best way possible. I know you focus mainly on servers, but I'd love it if you did a segment on barista life. I work for a huge coffee corporation. Starbucks. And while there are a slew of benefits, I didn't know that the job also entailed with the aftermath with dealing with the aftermath of folks overdosing in the bathroom, people getting stabbed outside of two different locations that I've worked at, and someone dying in the bathroom oh. of my first store. No kidding. This is where she goes next. LOL. Oh, <laughs> wait. LOL at me thinking I signed up to make oh. coffee. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're sweaty, your smiley emoji. Thanks for the laughs and especially your segments on the food industry's environmental impact. Keep on doing your thing. Ah, oh, I love it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, something as simple as coffee is like the most insane customer base to have to deal with. Oof. Yeah. And we want like I mean we want to do it properly. I do think it does count as food service. It's Absolutely. just like it's a whole other can of worms. I did it. You did it part-time too, yeah. right? Yeah. We we've both been bar- baristas. You're the chef and the server. Chef and the server. Mm-hmm. I know. You you judge judge jury and uh hang hangman. But would, uh would people ever send a drink back cuz like their leaf didn't look right? Well, forget it. I was like heart. <laughs> I was heart central over here. My yeah. ros- my Rosettas were. Um, it was a great like two month streak when I was nailing the Rosettas, mm-hmm. and then I just lost my touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like heart. That stone sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Right. I know. And but yes, people. I mean, it's a really weird thing to watch someone be like, "I need to taste a shape," you know, where you're like, <laughs> "I don't even understand what." Okay. And like who? Oh, like to make that a signature move because what it does is it demonstrates that the milk is the perfect texture and temperature because mm. if it's too foamy you cannot do latte yeah. art it has to be like glassy i'll have a cappuccino uh with could you on the top <laughs> put this picture of me and my husband's first kiss <laughs> that happened you can have that done you, you can, can have like your image like cinnamoned on to the yes. top of a latte now of course. Well, and then, of course, ev- everywhere in Japan is, like, above and beyond with it. Like, here's yeah. your pet, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and... They know why we're flying. Yeah. I used to have to make a shamrock in the top of Guinness. Oh, wow. And I was... I, I, have, I have done that before. Oh, I was so bad. And the girl who trained me, who was, like, my manager boss, she was so good. And regulars would 
talk shit about my shamrocks all the time. Did it make you feel less Irish and less of a woman? No, it actually made me feel more Irish because I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> I'm too drunk to My family died in the potato famine. Right, that you is know? like straight your cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it made me feel great. Now, are people dying in the bathroom? Is that common at coffee places? Yes, because especially in the big cities, um, that is where people are locking themselves in to do opioid, you know, like oh, with God. their addictions. So like now all, most Starbucks and fast food, this is the same with fast food restaurants, you have to have Narcan and the employees are being trained how to deliver Narcan to customers who come in and OD. I mean, this is not funny. This is are for you fucking serious. Yes. Is it just because yeah. coffee places are ubiquitous? Because they're public bathrooms and you yeah. can get off the street mm-hmm. and go lock yourself. And that's also why so many bathrooms now are like so heavily coded. Or I was in Santa Cruz where apparently it's a pretty big problem on the outskirts. The code probably changes daily, right? Every day. Or also there was something going on where some places are like no bathrooms for anyone ever again. Like it's that bad. They're like, please go die on the street instead, you know? But anyways, uh, yeah, it's a bigger, they didn't, you thought you were just pouring some coffee, my friend. You are now an EMT. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. But yes, yes. Thank you. We do want to go deep. Um, probably, revisit a couple times get some former baristas in here Beth Stelling talked about it a little bit yeah and I I did it for a long time it was my first job ever Mm -hmm. was uh, LA is the epicenter of baristas so you could just yell out your front door and have guests come running (laughs) Well, guys, you guys are so great already at sending us your super submitted stories. Uh, If you're listening for the first time or are inspired by anything you've heard here, please uh, send your story our way on Instagram. We always need them. DM us on our Instagram. We need more. We need more. Megan, let's get to know you and your serving background. Okay. Where'd you start? I started working at a restaurant when I was 14. Is that legal? Maybe I was 15. You I was host. a putter boss. I was a I hostess. Swear to God. I was a hostess uh, in this restaurant called Eddie's that was, I grew up on a lake, a reservoir, and so it was at the marina, and it was very cool. There was like a cooler restaurant that was bigger that was actually on the water, and we were across the parking lot. Ah. And so we would get a lot of like spillover, spillover. right? Discounted. Waits too long there, but Eddie's was like a, yeah, but Eddie's was like way cooler and way more fun, and did have better food and was like more casual. And every like girl that worked there went to one of the local high schools mm-hmm. and was hot, and I was definitely the <laughs> least hot, biggest loser that worked there. <laughs> Um, I remember having to cover for a girl hostess. I was a hostess, uh, which is like such a cute job because like you get to wear your clothes and it's basically just like I was greeting my parents' friends and taking them to their table and then eating a free chicken parm every night. So (laughs) heaven. I I remember it was the first time I'd ever heard about plan B because I had to cover for a girl because she Mm. took it and got really sick in the bathroom and they needed me to come in. So I learned a lot and like, Sexually harassed by everybody. Oh, patrons. Even at 14. Oh, God. Yeah. The host is like ripe for the picking at any job. Because you don't really have like a lot to do. So men will come up and just sort of like stand by you and talk to you. And, you know, the managers. And it was, I 
truly loved it. It was <laughs> such a fun job. I remember there was like a rumor that a boy that went to my high school that his dad was doing coke in the bathroom. I mean, it was it was grown up, grown up. Yeah, life. and people would drive their boats drunk and park and then come in. Like it was, it was like Say by the Bell summer. Like right. that's what it felt like. It felt like a novelty restaurant, but I would go there every single day. Oh my god! And then you'd like come back from the summer and go back to school and be like, "I'm a woman now." Like, yeah, I did never. My parents moved um, from Indianapolis to Chicago when I was in college, and so I never got to like go back and get added to the schedule on breaks. So that was a loss to me. But like, I don't even know if it's still open. <laughs> like, I yeah. haven't been back in so many years to like that area of Indianapolis that I don't know what's happening with it. What's what's up with Eddie? I don't know. What's but up they, with Eddie? And is, is Eddie okay? They had <laughs> actually. I do think Eddie's was named after a man who was passed. So sure. Uh, but they had this amazing. I just my shift meal was so good. When you're 15, and oh, yeah. chicken parmesan is very special to you when oh, you're a teenager. Oh, and it first was so big. <laughs> At one point, like I think I was ordering it so much that they were like, "Hey, no more shift chicken parms." <laughs> like for everybody. Like I ruined yeah. it for everybody. They were like, "You can get a wrap. You can get a burger." Yep. They're we're like. Not but doing, we're going to go out of yeah. business. <laughs> we're not doing full family style chicken parm for the <laughs> child that's working here. She eats four bites and throws it away. Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, oh, and then when I moved to Chicago, I started working at a family friend's Irish pub. Um, it's since closed. Tragic. I mean, it like truly broke did it, my heart. Did it have a classic Irish pub name? Bridget McNeil's. Whoa. What um, neighborhood? It was... At Belmont and Lakeshore. Oh. And so I actually picked my apartment um, to be as close to the bar as possible. I lived two blocks away on Wellington. I could walk <laughs> there. And my family friend owned it. I had never, I had never been a waitress. I'd just been a hostess, but like he didn't care. Like they had to give me a job. I was living with his brother. So <laughs> it was like, this is happening. And it was, I worked there for all five years that I lived in Chicago. It was like my life. I loved it. I tried to run a comedy show there and it was so bad. And then I was a server for like the first three years. And then the last two years I would bartend every single Sunday all by myself. I would be the only employee there at all. I'd be serving and bartending. And it was bottomless mimosas, bottomless Bloody Marys. Alone? Alone, like from, with a trusty busser, nothing like. Nope, wow. no busser. I was no doing it all, um, but I would make bang yeah. on those Sunday. Like that's what. But you I, also ran the show, and people knew it. I assume. Yeah, I wasn't having, and I was the biggest sports fan that worked there, so it made sense for me to be there on Sundays because I would talk shit to everybody. Mm -hmm. And this was when the Colts were like really, really good, and the Bears were like floundering. So I was insufferable to be around, <laughs> and. Like I, I'm people would come in and be like, can I get the chargers game on? I'd be like, yeah, you dumb piece of shit. And then like put on the game. <laughs> like people used to say that I was acting like it was, um, 
What Ed DeBevix? I was acting like it was Ed DeBevix, but it was not Ed DeBevix. Like, <laughs> I was over the top mean to patrons. Oh, and they were just drinking it up. Yeah. They yeah. wanted it. They're oh, like, mommy, geez. stomp on like, my balls. What a specific area. So you're in a Lakeview area, but like, I think what people don't know to like kind of take hold of like what Chicago's like. I'm having a real weird flashback to that area. Well, when you're closer to the lakefront, yeah. yeah. But when you're close to the lakefront, it's all, it's just neighborhoody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're getting a lot Old of neighborhood people. regulars. Yes. And that's the thing, because everybody lives in high rises yes. and that specific area you've got a lot of like retirement area communities a lot mm-hmm. of jewish retirement like mm-hmm. kind of high rises mm-hmm. over there too so what a weird array of patrons you must have had and we were in the first floor of a high rise so everyone that lived at 420 west belmont they didn't have to go outside to get to the bar which in chicago is yeah, the important. most valuable thing you could ever have yeah. so shit. we were i would say 90 to 95 percent regulars people that i would see every single day Coming in, disbarred attorneys, you know, pretending they were still working, <laughs> loosening their tie. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> tough, tough day at court. Yeah, um, right. A lot of really, really sort of like fun, degenerate alcoholics. What was fun too is my brother, Michael, worked there before I did. And he was there for three or four years and he was beloved. Beloved, my beloved. People would give me shit because they'd be like, "Wow, your brother he used to give me a free drink." You know, is like, that is that kind of like your whole life? Is he is he is he been beloved? Yeah, I have two older brothers, and they were both when I was in high school. Yeah, I was people would be like, "Oh, you're their sister." There's, an, there's was, another gaily. I was a disappointment because <laughs> they were really cool. They're much more interesting and exciting than you. Yeah, I know a realtor and a lawyer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I finally come into my own. Um, yeah, right. I got so so close to the regular because it would be people that you would ever you would see every single day. Mm-hmm. So well, you're were, essentially in their house. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People would come down in slippers. That's God, I was going to ask like that. Dream. I assume that was the slippers case. Slippers and a robe. I need yeah. alcohol, please. One bottomless. One I'm fine. That. I'm just going to take this to go upstairs, and I'll come down when I need a read. <laughs> Can I take this upstairs? <laughs> And, and this is, you know, why we have you on today specifically is because we are going to be talking about sports bars um, and who better than one of the biggest sports fans I know. Uh, and then we have James here, who's also one of the biggest sports, sports fans sports I know, fan. you know, so kind of like talking about a sports bar. I think it's like a good thing to like jump off. Like what, what actually like defines a sports bar? Too many flat screen TVs yeah, everywhere, TVs. which is a new thing, though. I know. I know. Like what I... <laughs> Technology has really changed, I think, sports bars because now you do. You have, you'll walk into like a big sports bar, which is probably going to be some sort of chain or like a, you know, Irish, like your Hooters, mm-hmm. like your BW3s yes, or yes, something yes, with yes. an Irish name, yeah. which is a sea of TVs that could play any possible game you want, any sport that is attracting you, you know. And here we are in the fall, you know, where every single yeah. sport is going right now. I mean, congratulations to the Washington Nationals who won Yay. the World Series last night. Oh, what? what um, yeah. Oh, the Nats won. <laughs> so here we are. It is fall. And I think because specifically of football, football, I think, is what drives sports bars, in my opinion. I, I know there's every other time you can go to a sports bar, but in my mind, it's like, the weather starts to cool down. There's a smell of death in the air. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go eat uh, wings and drink beer all day and watch yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. Well, and football's also kind of the sport that's thought of as the best to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Other hockey's pretty bad on TV. Basketball is good, but like mm-hmm. there's also a million hockey games and a million yeah. basketball. People games. would rather watch football on TV than live. A lot of people, not me, but 
So it is like a gathering and you have college football and NFL football on the weekends. So it's perfect for going to bars. And day drinking. And day drinking. Well, and that's what I think of as a sports bar too. And sometimes you'll see this at like a cute like neighborhood wine bar when there's a special for the viewing. Like, (laughs) oh, we have a bucket or we're doing a Clemson (laughs) Tiger shot. And then you like go to the wine bar and they're like, um, you can get a Pinot for a dollar off for the game. (laughs) Like they want to get in on the action. If they even have like a TV to begin with, you know, I do hold sacred establishments that have no TVs. That's not what we're here to talk about today at all. But, you know, I will say when it comes to sports bars, there is a big difference between like the big franchise, the big BW3 and your neighborhood sports bar, you know, a place that you've been like getting up and walking down the block to or going every year since you were a kid, maybe you got to go with your parents and get a sip of beer. Who knows what happened then? Or like what you've been going to as an adult every year. I think it's interesting that like whenever I've moved to a new town, I've lived in Nebraska and Chicago and Los Angeles. I always try and find, I always try and find which, mm-hmm. what bar is my team's bar, you mm. know? And then I've met friends and there's been like, I'm, I'm part of people's lives just because of the team that I like. Who are your teams? The Buffalo Bills. Okay. And the Kansas City Royals. Okay. And so there are, because like I'm a Colts fan mm-hmm. and there's not, like in New York, in in Chicago there were Colts bars because you were geographically close and I would go to this place, Mullins, um, and that was oh a God. Colts bar. I know. I, know, I got thrown out. Was Mullins a Colts bar? Well, that's what's so confusing. It is, but then I went there to watch the Colts Bears Super Bowl. And when you're in Chicago and the Bears are in the Super Bowl, there's no Colts bar. So right. it, yeah, we were okay. we were like, wait, but this is our bar. And so I got <laughs> wasted and thrown out of the bar. Um, but then when I moved to New York, the Colts shared a bar with the Broncos. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't just put the horses together. And then out here, there's no there's no Colts fans. So well, there's no of, Colts bar. Like you were saying, a lot of people do it just for marketing they're like how are we going to get people in on exactly a and that's what it is like what like what bar especially college teams i think like what doesn't exist right right so this is the draw to get people in so like let's kind of get into like the the meat of like what it's like to like work at a sports bar you know a lot of the times especially we're talking football especially college football they're all going to be day games for the most yeah. part yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so i see that there's a draw to like bring a crowd in on a saturday when otherwise it might be dead to be a sports bar, you probably technically have to have the sound yes. on the TV. Oh, you're yeah. not playing Rihanna. Absolutely. Or Carol King Spotify. Yeah. You're listening to like, and the Equalizer on CBS. You can watch it. Like, you're having to listen to the broadcast. Which, as a server, like, God, it completely changes the whole vibe yeah. of your shift. 100%. Yeah. You're catering to people yeah. who are there to camp. It's fucking camper day, first of all. Like, specific camper day. They come in, they get there early, they want their sweet spot at the bar or that yeah. sweet table they can sit at right in front. Can you change this TV? Yeah, oh, can yeah. you also, like, Just change that point. TV? Um, oh, can you turn the sound on? Oh, the game is about to start. Um, can you turn it on? You know, like, a lot of that being barked at just so people can have like their precious fucking moment to drink their cheap beer which a lot of places also offer like very cheap food and beverage for people just to sit and drink like and pay not much 
for your and entire be there shift. For five hours. Yes. A, a lot of groups too, uh, and I've been this person before. They send their own little like Amerigo Vespucci to get there yes, early. And yes, be like, yes. This is where we will be. Yeah. There's nobody here yet, <laughs> but this is our area, yes. and this is where we shall be. I brought every hoodie I have in my arsenal, and I'm displaying them across every chair from your section uh, to another's. I have brought eleven coats for the eleven people who will be joining me. <laughs> It is, it is interesting, too, when you were saying, like, you find your team's bar. I will move to a neighborhood and be like, where is the sports bar? I live in Highland Park, and so technically the sports bar there is the Greyhound. Ah, oh, and yeah. when I walked in, I was like, well, this isn't a sports bar. But I'm thinking Midwestern. Right. I like, see, I like, in, in Chicago, I like all different kinds of sports bars. I do know that some of the people, men who go to sports bars can be the worst ever. Mm -hmm. But I also know that like sometimes it's fun for the servers too because people come in and watch games and generally if like things are going good, you know, people are having good Oh, I don't know why. See, that's the whole thing is like I think you have to have the mentality of being a sports fan or being able to navigate that if you're going to if you're going to do that job. I feel like you see a lot of like young girls, girls. like working in sports bars during the day because it's also like maybe I have other stuff to do or like, you've got the bartender that's worked there forever, yeah. right? Right. Um, but I, it is a weird vibe. Why would you want to work there? Why would you want to do that? But I think because it's a neighborhood haunt and because the rest of the time you have that vibe, that's the difference? Yeah. I mean, there's places like BW3s and, uh, you know, there was a place in Chicago called ESPN Zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was like, it closed down, but I thought it was <laughs> It was like Vegas Busters, but of sports. I mean, they Sweet. have the one in Vegas you can you can gamble. Yeah, at. and it was like oh God. A, a I didn't thing. even know it closed. It was like a place for adult <laughs> toddlers to mm -hmm. go, and like there, hey, there was a place where like you could like try and score on this giant goalie, and then they had like lounge chairs and a giant TV so you could watch. So there's those viewing experiences where like you know you're with a bunch of like-minded people, and it's just like sports, sports, sports. But there was also a place in Chicago that was a Buffalo Bills bar called Delilah's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it wasn't a sports bar. It was a punk was, rock. I was, yeah. Yeah. Punk yeah. it was like a punk rock bar, but on Sundays they had one television yeah. that they turned on and it was just jam packed. It was a terrible See, viewing experience. I think I'd like that for the camaraderie. That is also artists. how it yeah. fucking used to be. Yes. Like that is just what a sports bar was one tiny TV in the corner that everybody yelled at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was a guy who like gave speeches before the game and at halftime, if you were <laughs> up or down, he like printed out the uh, Buffalo Bills creed that he had written and <laughs> gave it to everybody who guy. walked in. Okay. It was really folksy, really fun. When you were there, they were kind of like, it was like everybody got a shot. It was just a dip. The rules were different. And what know? a fun like home bar to have. Super I mean, fun. that was the kind of place was also like, I think to be a bartender there as a female, the requirement was like Betty Page hair. You know, it was yeah. that yeah. kind Little of place. Bangs. Yeah. I feel like uh, my vibe with being a server, because Bad Dog, where we worked, would it wasn't like a place you went necessarily always to watch sports, but like on Saturdays, days and stuff like that, or weekdays if, you know, something was on, especially World's, not no sorry World Cup, World Cup. Mm -hmm. big big deal. That's when I first started working there. Yeah. Was, it was a World Cup and was I, happening. No one told me that that was going to happen on my lunch shift. No, and, and I don't. I actually do not like World Cup sports bar experience. The, yeah, because well, you they, have they, to get up. Some of them open at like nine a or five a.m. I, mean, I find those men yeah. to be more insufferable they, than any type of sports. They fan. are. They're like I'm an intel. I don't like anything but scarves <laughs> and soccer. And it's like. Fuck you. You don't like any other sport? Right. You've right. never seen LeBron James dunk and gotten a little hard, you yeah. loser. <laughs> 
my whole thing is is that it was like it was just the my bar would just be jam packed with Europeans, not Americans. Yeah, and I like so, them. And I was them. I was like I like you all. Look, yeah. look at this hot group of Australians over here. We got a bunch of Germans, some English. Your pants folks. are weird. And right, you, your, your pants <laughs> and your, your shoes are little spaceships. Yeah. And then you go up to take their order, and they're like, "I'll have a half Coke, half Merlot." <laughs> no like, ice. It's very Spanish. But very. there, but there, something about the World Cup is like not every not every sports bar is going to have that package or like be able to show I all those games. Now, Th- now you know, it's there, like, yeah. There is, there's sort of been an evolution of like UFC and major boxing where they're buying these big events or they're, you know, they're getting the direct TV Sunday ticket version of that just because they kind of have to, to compete still if that is what their sort of identity is. That's Are there like... Bars that specifically play UFC? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fights, I know. Like, boxing, I know. But UFC God, now, I mean, too. I'll, I'll be honest zero with you. into being a part of that. Olympics yet has yet to ever happen. Like, that still that's seems more, like that's a home Well, viewing. that's because you just have a bar that only opens every four years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you want to pinpoint who I am, I'd be like, let's go to the bar to watch ice skating. Like, that's... <laughs> You're just hammered. I'm just God hammered. Damn up, it. A triple toe loop. Hey, sweetie, <laughs> get me in. I would love that more more i think the point i wanted to bring back though about servers making money or advice or steps of service when you are behind the bar or on the floor it's a real different pace because like andrea said there's a lot of camping so you are kind of off the clock as long as you know at some point they're gonna let you know when they need Mm -hmm. something in kind of a non-rude way but like it's not about you honey they're gonna be there for hours Mm -hmm. and they only want to see your face when they need another pitcher of beer yeah so you don't even really have to be terribly personable you just Mm -hmm. have to be efficient and it's just going to be a kind of slow shift where you're just playing fetch, but like you can totally fuck off as long as you, you know, like catch when they yeah. look like they're getting low on their poppers. That's why, that's why things are served by the bucket. <laughs> exactly. And by the pitcher <laughs> and by the basket, by the trough. It's also, you kind of have to, when you're serving that situation is you kind of have to be aware of what's going on in the game because yep. uh, if they're uh, huge you know Browns fans and something good happens they're going to want shots oh, right if call, something yeah. bad happens they're going to want shots yeah. Yeah. You know? and if you like, can't be all exactly that's another point we're going to bring up a minute but you can't be like the one who's like a huge play is about to happen and then your fat server head comes in like in the yeah. TV and it's like oh, do you guys I, need no. anything it's like what's when, going on over I, here boys I think at my middle school or high school the girls that made cheerleading for football had to learn at least not the X's and O's, but like right. first through fourth down, mm-hmm. so they could cheer properly. Mm. Um, because like basketball, you can follow it. It's like hoop hoop. You know, right, you know what's going right. on. They're running football. There is sort of like wait, what? What's a third and eleven? Oh, what's happening? And as like we have just come from covering a restaurants uh, episode, restaurants like Hooters and Twin Peaks are probably catering to the team that they're at locally and dressing as cheerleaders from. And so oh, they're yeah. probably cheering and doing uh, hooting and hollering. Yeah. What dream plays are good Where and bad. do these waitresses get slutty? Colts. Well, they're actually. I'm like, uh, I've been looking, <laughs> and I'm not finding. They're like, it. I have a honeymoon. <laughs> coming up uh <laughs> someone did get me a uh indiana pacers thong oh hey, and i'm like who's wearing this <laughs> so getting Who back to me? um winning versus losing so that's that can throw your check the, your tip your whole vibe yeah you know so like the team's winning great everybody wins i'm probably gonna get tip big i i tend to drink more when my team wins 
yeah. and is winning. And I, I'm actually the kind of guy who, if my team is losing, I tend to sulk and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Check yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really do take it personally. I take it more personally with the Bills than I do with the Royals because the Royals have a hundred. They're gonna win like at least sixty times. So I'm gonna be like, yay, sixty times. But you know, with the Bills and they lose a lot this year. They're five and nope, two. They're so good they're, now. Doing, they're doing pretty good. Um, but anyway, uh, there is that, and there's also people who get like. I don't know if this is what we're talking about exactly. Violent? Violent. Yeah, people get mad. There's fights from table to table. You're letting Mm -hmm. people drink all day long, like rooting and screaming and yelling. With Mm -hmm. like insane emotional investment. Yeah. I love to make fun of. And you're you're one of these guys, Megan. You are. Who are you like? I I won. I won. It was me. (laughs) I did it. Or then the like, I'm a loser. And I guarantee there are establishments who like with huge sports bars, there might be like a big rivalry happening. There's probably going to be bouncers at the door. Knives. That are like paying attention to people. Oh yeah. I mean, in Ireland, you cannot wear any sports gear in any bar because people die, yeah. you know, like, and wow. you cannot break the pint glasses now because people used to yes. them just smash in each other's faces. Yes. You remember like imagine bartending at a place like that where just like every shift, somebody just went to the hospital to get like 10 stitches in their face, but they all come back and they remain friends somehow. They're like, we're just Irish, you know, <laughs> we're just fucking about <laughs> wait. So, but I think another step of service too, like for like, if you're new to this or you cover a shift, you know, on a game day or something. So say that now the game's over. It's been this slow swath of yeah, service. Yeah, yeah. And now everyone's, they're like released from the spell of the game. They're going to bum rush. You have to have checks printed. You have to yeah, be ready to either pay them out or be ready to like just be lining the bar with drinks. Yeah. I was yeah. at, and I will not say the name of this place, but it was a it was a major playoff game two seasons ago when the Cubs won the World Series. Um, and oh, we, we were at a bar and... They were very short staffed that day and um, everybody was great. Service was great. But when the game was over, there was a rush and like the entire place was just packed to the brim. And like I waited in line at the bar to pay my tab for 40 minutes. And I have people that I know that were there, fellow comics who were just like, fucking fuck you. I'm leaving you know, take, yeah. or like take my card, I'll get a new one yeah. or like, fuck you guys. I'm not paying and like storming Ugh. out. It was insane. I've never seen anything I w- like it. I was there with her and I remember the servers kept on saying, we're so sorry. Gary called in sick. <laughs> they were just like, I, I don't I know, know if his name was Gary, but somebody had called in on a major game day yeah, and it and completely. It's also the kind yeah. of place where like everybody is your server. So then there's not like one server designated to five tables. So then it's just creating even more chaos at the end of the day. But it's the only time unless unless a bar has like a trivia night or something where people are leaving en masse. And it's like, that's just we're not used to that. This isn't an airplane. Right. So (laughs) it's usually a trickle. And now you want us to change our entire business model. And sometimes it's just not possible and you do have to be or like or if you're a customer get your check a little early oh yeah Yeah, i mean the whole time i waited and i did and i paid and of course i mean i was 
I had empathy like to a yeah. point, but like, I was just like, can you imagine like everybody that works here when this day is finally over and like just the feeling of relief like, that's going to wash over every yeah. single person here. Oh my God. I, I'm like a neurotic. I need my card back and my check back so I can get like, my new thing is like, I want to beat people out of a situation to get an Uber. That's mm-hmm. my new neuroses. Mm-hmm. Brooke is kind of like, Oh no, I don't watch sports really. But I want to talk about something that you can relate to probably Brooke, okay. is like a uh, sports bar food. Mm. Right. Not my favorite. Not oh, really. You're not like no. wings, fried baskets. Only recently have have sort of developed a a taste for wings. Oh, I, love I mean, they're the, love wings. They're I love they're wings. really delicious. I'm a little, you know, my my in my Your in tummy. with it. Sure, that I mean, but I love spice and acid mm. and all mm-hmm. that. You know, garbage they put on the wings. I love blue cheese. If you put ranch on it, get out of my uh-uh. face. Agreed. Not allowed. But uh, I got into wings via fancy like Asian style wings, uh-huh. which are more you know sriracha glaze with fish sauce, whatever. So then when I eased into that, and I was like, I'm ready for the real ones, baby. I don't know. I never ordered it. I was like, this is dude food, which I know is very bizarre because you can. I love chicken and whatever. But I was like, I don't know. I just was so opposed to every visual I had of dudes watching sports on a college <laughs> campus at a Big Ten school. I was like, oh fuck you and your buckets of slop. Fuck you and your plate of like spite. Like, oh, I'm just like the diarrhea that is just going to flow through the streets later of these oh, dudes throwing up, shitting themselves, punching each other. And I was like, I shall never touch any of that garbage. And I, I like can, it. I love it. I can eat a wing. Like, I can just stick it in my mouth and pull it out Me clean. Too. I oh. learned to do that too, that's, though. Because, like, people who leave all that meat and gristle on the bone that's grow wrong. up. That's wrong. Grow up. But here's the thing about kind of what you're talking about, um, Brooke, I think, is like being in a college. I call it town. rapist food. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> well, I hope they clean their hands. <laughs> I hope they use that wet Use that sauce. But, uh, but, like, what Jesus about like Christ. a nacho? I, see, I think of it as communal food. Okay. Um, like, when, when I go out to a bar we and food is like a emotional touchstone for me it's really really important in my life and i probably don't have like healthy relationship with it like i'm ordering it for the table yeah yeah yeah. i'm like we're getting wings and nachos for the table probably fried pickles and then i'm getting my own burger burger wrap maybe i'll get a salad um but it's like yes let's all let's all just like eat from this trough together yes. and it's my favorite kind of food <laughs> See, I, I like to line my stomach and then just get hammered I don't like to snack throughout the day. I like to like eat a big hearty breakfast and then just or whatever and then just pour alcohol on top that's, of it. That's my preferred method is getting schnockered and then eating so sports daytime stuff very mm-hmm. confusing to me <laughs> i mean i don't think there's any wrong way to do it you know you can go in there and eat then drink a bunch and then or just drink i mean I'm, yeah i'm also a really bad day drinker i don't do it mm-hmm. well i've mm-hmm. done it a handful of times in my life you know and i'm always like i just so full of regret it doesn't make sense to me alcohol is my nighttime juice mm-hmm. okay just this. <laughs> it is strange too to be having like a Tito's and soda with a medium rare burger. Like you're like these don't really go together. No. Um, I eat so much it becomes impossible to get drunk. So then I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I gotta get high. Yeah. Um, and it's so nice here. It's like you can I go outside, or you can sometimes you know sit in your little booth and puff puff. Right. And then you're like another round of wings, baby. Yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, it's it's a dream. 
It's a true, <laughs> when you were describing your nightmare, I'm like, sounds like a great first day. <laughs> so James and I uh, both grew up in Nebraska, um, which in Nebraska, all they have is the Cornhuskers. And they love them. So here's the deal. Because it's all they have, in my opinion, growing up, every bar is a sports bar, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every bar that is out there is a sports bar on game day, especially like in li- going to school in Lincoln, which James did. Yeah, I did. It was, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, sports in a, in a college town that that's all there is on game day is like a tiny little war. <laughs> it's like <laughs> every day or that one day a week, especially if there's a home game, mm-hmm. The, it's just it's a carnival atmosphere. It's insane. And People wake up oh, we, and we, start yeah. drinking five a.m. And, and go until you see their bodies littered yeah. all over the side of the road. And this is kind of that flip where it's like this: where as a server and as a business, you make your money. Yeah, because you know it's going to be football season, and you know people are like like Memorial Stadium. Just so you know where the Huskers play, Brooke. Yeah, is mm-hmm. the third most populated place in the state on game days. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. It's it's the thing to do. Yeah, it's the know? thing to do. When you're not coastal elite, it's carnival. That's what you do. For sure. Mm-hmm. It is Nebraska carnival. That is what it should Ooh, be. And then you James. throw in if you get ESPN college game day in town. Oh, that there was no, I went to Purdue. I love all this Big Ten happening. Mm-hmm. And I think college game day came once or twice and we used to have this thing called Breakfast Club. You get up at five AM, you dress in a costume, the bars open at six AM. It's pandemonium. <laughs> And people would be dead by 9 a.m. Like, it was just like, (laughs) you would just see a Skittle on the side of the road. And then you're like, well, I'm happy the national media is here. Or like a a weeping whatever. There's actually the law enforcement has a vehicle that just picks up sort of like a uh, like a land thresher mm-hmm. that just picks up the dead bodies <laughs> on the side of the road. That turns them into mulch for the field. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there are also holidays that sports bars thrive on. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yes. I want to get into a bar crawl episode another time. Okay, yeah. Um, because that is definitely triggering for me. Like, ugly sweater bar crawl in uh, Chicago. Literally just uh, seeing, like, weeping lady elves on the side of the and street. And they all, like, work together, and you're like, you're all fucking losers. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like <laughs> fountains of green barf, yeah, coming out oh, of mouth. Green zombie day. Cinco yeah. de Mayo is, um, you know, racially insensitive <laughs> uh, chance for bars to 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 shine. So like, it is interesting. Sports bars, they're like, oh, we'll find a way to make our money. You know, like we're like, totally fine with always getting the worst out of people mm-hmm. and having our bathrooms be trashed all uh, the time. I uh, could, I could not uh, work in that atmosphere. Ugh, the bathrooms at the end of a St. Patrick's Day. I remember there was a St. Patrick's Day in Chicago that fell on a Saturday. And oh, it was, no. oh God, I'm getting like, honestly, PTSD flashbacks. And it was also like the first day that hit 70 degrees. Oh no. And people got so drunk, they tipped over a fire truck. Like, <laughs> it was like, and everyone was like, well, yeah, you can't leave a fire truck outside. <laughs> of course you're going to tip it over. Like, people were, we it's had like so an Chicago. attic at the bar. People were having sex up in the attic. Like, it was fucking chaos happening. God. <laughs> I know. Uh, to be young. We were making so much, it would all be pooled because it was so chaotic. 
And then we would get the money like the next day or two days later and you would go in and it would like have the breakdown of what everybody made and how it got broken down. And then you would open it up and you would see your entire month's rent. So fucking great. And just be like, I guess it was worth it. And those <laughs> are, I mean, those are the days My too. stitches are coming out soon. You know, big holidays like that or big game days like that where the bar becomes restrictive and is like, I'm we're only selling five things. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, like I we're love that. we'll we'll pour a draft or get you a bottle of beer, you can do a shot. We're yeah. not doing anything no. fancy for you today. Yeah. Right. That's I think that's, that's probably... why there's no tiki sports bars. <laughs> yeah. That I know of. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> no cocktail sports Correct. bars. Cocktail. <laughs> where they have the little saw and they're oh, like There's no egg whites on game yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine having to wait fizz. ten minutes for a cocktail at a sports oh, bar? Well, sometimes you actually do because she gets real backed up yeah. real quick and I think that is kind of what we were touching on before with my story is I think you do kind of have to be patient sometimes when everybody comes in at one time and if if it's like not your thing sports are also really fun to watch at your house yeah. you know like to Preferred. go to go to a bar you're going to be spending a lot more money than if you were so if you're kind of like a particular stinker head Stay home. Yeah, That's we don't me. want you. <laughs> Sometimes, though, it is nice to cuddle up on the couch and just watch the game. Just yeah. cuddle up. Listen, you're going to have diarrhea. You want to be close to your own bathroom. Exactly. But there is something, too, and Brooke, and I know there's going to be a time where, you know, when you can hop on a bandwagon and, like, go to a bar and have a good time. I know that you've gone to watch uh, World Cup bars. Okay. At, I did. World I, Cup the Morris and Pub. I, I like them. Yeah. I went and I watched some World Cup. I'm the person I was like, I was in Iceland watching World Cup with people from all over the world. Yeah. And boy, do I feel smug. And that was my version of you being like fun and enjoying sports. You had a beret on. I did. I did. Yes, I was drinking a snifter of brandy and enjoying the sport. Wow. Uh, now, it wasn't that I was uh, losing my mind going through a breakup trying mm. to force myself to have fun. I do have a very silly uh, list. You know, delish.com puts out lists I of have like no the idea best sports bar. Yeah. In your state. Well, I looked up mine. It's from. It's in Wayne, Michigan, called a American Bistro. Hmm. No clue. Said it had a fire sh- fire popper shrimp or something like that. Oh, yummy! A chicken sandwich. Great. Okay, not into it. Looks like Indiana. <laughs> there is a carriage on the square smokehouse. I've never been there. Oh, it's the whole state. This segment's not going to make it carriage. whatsoever. No. Here's what I find very strange: is that fucking Illinois. Yeah. Illinois does Will's Northwoods Inn, which is a fucking Green Bay. Yeah, bar. that's it's a Wisconsin bar. Yeah, it's a great bar. Yeah, it's super fun. But like, why would you? Who made this list? I thought it would be Tunes on Southport. I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I thought it would be like Harry Carey. I walked into Tunes after Oof, a game to tunes. meet somebody because I said okay, and I was like, why can't we just go to the long room? It's right there. They don't have any TVs. Every time I have walked into tunes, it's like it's it's utter chaos. It's like end of times sports bar. People are fucking wasted. Like things are broken and sticky. And it's just like that's just they've just accepted it. Yeah. It's a Kansas City Royals bar. Is it? Tunes is. So I was there quite a bit and bared witness to some pretty interesting things. I I think it's still there. It was a fun place. They actually had pretty good bar food. Southport's changed a lot. Southport Corridor. A J Crew may have kicked it out. What was the sports yes. bar you used to live across the street from? Justin's. Justin's. Oh, I used to go to oh. Justin's. I went to, I've been to Justin's. Just I, to drink. Ju- living across the street from Justin's sucked because when I was watching major sporting events on my TV, my TV was at, at the front window uh, uh-huh. facing them. 
their TV feed for whatever was like one second ahead of mine. Oh. So I would hear cheering across the street and then hear it happen Ooh, on my, or see what was happening on my television. Oh, I banged a guy named Justin who lived above Justin's. <laughs> what? That's my what? version of sport. I can like see that painted sign right now. I know. I can see like that green exterior. When you saw a painted like sign in Chicago. I no. <laughs> my favorite thing about hanging out at your that apartment with you, James, is like at game days is you would just like you would just see people stumble out being more and more intoxicated the entire time. Or they go out for their cigarette on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. I mean, you guys, you know, if you're listening out there and you work at a sports bar, we commend you. Send us some of your sports bar stories. Uh, We'll read them for sure. I'm sure like Pants have been shitted. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Cargo shorts have been shitted at Justin. And it's dripped into your flip-flops. I'm sure people have taken shits in trash cans, you know? I bet it's like that level. For God's sakes, yes. (laughs) Do we have any uh, parting advice? I would just say, you know, if you're out there, if you're a patron at a sports bar, behave yourself. Be patient. Tip well if you're going to be there all day. Think about like, you know, it's not tipping on the bill. It's tipping on like the hourly. Mm-hmm. You pretty much need to pay like. Also, and if there was a deal, maybe tip on what the regular price is. Exactly. Sure. Also, if you're with a fucking group of friends and, you know, the game, like just take like 15 minutes before the game is over and just be like, who's paying what? Mm-hmm. Don't think about it when it's all said and done because now that the game's over, it's time to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to keep on drinking. But just try, you know, because like you can sit there for seriously another hour and a half trying to put the bill yeah. together. With but you know, if it's people. a day game, they're they're trying to flip for a dinner service, okay? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. The white tablecloths come out and old right. McGinty's turns into <laughs> the bistro. <laughs> it's actually a linear. It's a linear at night. <laughs> We're a completely different place at night. So. Are you <laughs> Can done with you even imagine the side work? The night crew would have to come in. They're like, oh. all right, who's cleaning up the barf? Yeah. Uh, we got to get these. Ta- okay, so we're missing a table leg. Uh, guys. So, yeah, I just can't even. Here's a piece of the girl's ear. Who's in, char- <laughs> <laughs> who's in charge of the diarrhea flip-flops? <laughs> There's a lot today. Nobody's leaving here until it's all been inspected. Oh, God, what a nightmare. God bless all of you out there working at sports bars, making, making everybody happy. Okay, here's a tip. Um, I think this pertains to sports bars because you're usually going out after a night out. This is what I've started doing with my hair, and I really think it's working. Oh. I'm dousing it in dry shampoo at night, brushing it, wrapping it into a bun, sleeping like that, waking up, taking it down, Maria Shriver hair. What? Yep. Interesting. And people are like, what'd you do? I'm like, I took- some, I, I, all I did was plan ahead with dry shampoo. I think that's the key. Is there a specific mm. dry shampoo you're in love with? I am using this one. It's a Dove one that doesn't leave any residue. Since I have darker hair, I don't like getting that sort of the fake grandma matty. or like I'm a 9-11 survivor <laughs> hair happening. Oh, no. So it's like I'm using this no residue. You spray it on. You cannot see it. It's the Dove, like no show, whatever. It's $3. Smells good. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm going a lot longer between washes now. That's awesome. Love that. She's getting up at 5 a.m. to go to, see that yeah. sports game <laughs> with Jermac uh, bounce back, beautiful hair. I Do you remember love that it. old ad? <laughs> no. <it> no. 
Oh my god. I'm old. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you. And you guys can listen to Megan. How often are you sitting in on Hysteria? You know I'm on um twice a month. That's amazing. And then um, my album comes out November 1st, so I think this will be post November 1st. Post November. Post November 1st you can buy that. It's called uh, My Dad Paid for This and it's my first ever album. Congrats, That's babe. amazing. And um I'm really excited and I've listened to parts and I enjoyed it. That's good. good. <laughs> she approves. <laughs> awesome. Check out Megan Gailey, everybody. We'll post about her and uh, connect to her on social when this comes out. Yeah. Hey, and if you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Go ahead and smash that five stars. We'd surely appreciate it. Let us know that we're doing a good job. And if you didn't know, you guys can also listen to us on the Himalaya app. Uh, through there, we actually get a little bit of money if you download the app and listen to us there. And if you feel like it, you can actually leave us a tip. I like that tip. Give us money. Give us money. We like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Everybody have a great week. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.